1: All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
2: So criticism of President Trump meeting with Vladimir uh, Putin is, is fairly universal. I mean, even his most loyal supporters are are furious and feel that he threw the United States under the bus and in doing so, you know, played right into the hands of a KGB thug who is not our friend. And this guy will stop at nothing to kill or simply take what he wants. He forcibly took Crimea, started a war with Ukraine, his military-downed Malaysian air flight MH17. He meddled in the United States election which is a you know threat to our democracy. He fuels the Syrian bloodshed. And anyone who threatens him gets a nice dose of poison. So he's a ruthless killer who poses, I think, a very direct threat to our existence. And so to see Donald Trump treat him like a buddy, I mean, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. And our prime minister was asked for his reaction on this today. And here's just a little bit of what he said in response
1: canada has been uh, unequivocal in our condemnation of uh, vladimir putin and russia Uh, whether it's their illegal annexation of crimea their incursion into the donbass in ukraine and the uh, fact that we're glad to have uh, 200 canadian uh, soldiers there helping train ukrainian armies Uh, whether it's uh, their interference uh, in syria Uh, and the support for the murderous Assad regime, Uh, whether it's uh, what they were responsible for in the chemical weapons attack in uh, Salisbury on uh, UK soil against British nationals, Uh, whether it's uh, the fact that we stand very strongly uh, with uh, Eastern European nations uh, like the Baltic states. I was just last week in Latvia uh, meeting with uh, the troops, the Canadian troops that are...
2: And so at least the Prime Minister, in giving his reaction, gave tougher talk than Trump. But he did, of course, not say Trump's name. Let's bring in Chris Alexander to this uh, conversation. He is, of course, a former diplomat uh, and served Canada's Ministers of Citizenship and Immigration from 2013 to 2015. He joins me now with his reaction to what's going on. Mr. Alexander, what do you make of the last 24 hours?
0: Well, it's sad. Uh, I spent a good part of my career watching us move beyond the Soviet Union, watching Russia try to be a democracy, watching European integration happen, all of these countries try to join the club of democracies and free market economies. Russia slid a long way back. Mm -hmm. And yesterday we saw a US president siding with the guy who wants to put the Soviet Union back together. I, I, I honestly, Alex, never thought I would see such a thing. Uh, We've all been worried by signals from Donald Trump from the beginning. We've all seen how the Russians seem to have, and Putin in particular, seem to have hooks into him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yesterday was a new low.
2: Right. And then, you know, the president, I guess, thought he was doing okay. must have watched all his TVs on that plane because he comes out today and he's saying, oh, no, no, I didn't say that. I said this. And yeah. This isn't even Damage Control 101. This is just absurd because not only did he look weak yesterday, but Mr. Putin must think that the the, the man has lost his mind.
0: Yeah, but I think for Putin, it's very clear what's going on. Um, he does have leverage over Donald sure. Trump in ways that we don't yet fully understand. And he embarrassed him yesterday and made him look weak. Yeah. Um, going back home, Trump is realizing that this firestorm is not going to go away. And so he's trying to be all people. And in doing so, he is showing no leadership on anything to do with international affairs. And it's, it's sad because can you imagine, it's not just sad, it's, it's, it's dangerous. Because have we ever seen a U.S. president so lacking in moral authority Uh, so unable to be the leader of the free world and the democratic world. I certainly haven't, I'm sure we haven't in my lifetime. And I I think you'd have to go back to the twenties and thirties to find anything remotely similar. It probably wasn't as bad then.
2: You know, I have plenty of criticism for the last president, um, Mr. Obama, you know, he did things like he was caught on tape saying, you know, after I win the next election, I'll have more flexibility. And a lot of people wondered, was he pandering to Russia? And then you had Hillary Clinton, she had her reset button, but, There's nothing compared to, I think, what happened in the last 24 hours.
0: No, there isn't. And, yeah, I I think the reset was a big mistake. I think the Democrats totally underestimated Putin. I think they also let him have the initiative on the international stage. Um, It was a mistake, in my view, to invade Iraq. It may have been an even bigger mistake to pull every last US soldier out of iraq as obama did and that created the vacuum mm-hmm. that gave us the disaster of syria and and really let putin take the lead on it on the issue where he had, on an issue where he had no business taking the lead without that vacuum in syria and iraq i don't think putin would have invaded ukraine i don't think he would have gone on the war path against democracy to the extent that he has and this is what we all need to wake up and understand It's not just that Trump is in cahoots with Putin somehow. And, you know, back in his unglorious past of casinos and uh, bankruptcies and getting bailed out, uh, he made some deals that involve Russian mobsters. I think all of that is, is pretty clear. It's that Russia, since 2014, when they saw their guy go down in Ukraine in a very spontaneous uprising in, in that country, um, they've been worried, Putin and his entourage have been worried about their skin. They don't want to see this happen in, in Russia. And, and that has led them to use everything they have, principally the internet, principally social media, these are the new tools to make sure it never happens to them. And so they've been on the offensive while we've all been sleeping. And I think they played a role in the Scottish Uh, referendum on independence. I think they played a role in a small scale in our election. They really didn't like Harper Mm -hmm. um, and and were bloody happy when he uh, went down. And then they played a huge role, obviously, in Trump's election and in the Brexit election as well as in the politics and elections of many other countries. We have to wake up and smell this new very bitter coffee and understand that Information warfare, active measures, hybrid warfare going on around us has consequences. He shut down democracy and freedom of the press in Russia. Mm-hmm. It's having a really terrible effect on freedom and democracy around the world now.
2: And so our prime minister, of course, was asked about his reaction to the summit. And he was very, very careful about not mentioning Mr. Trump's name. Probably a smart thing to do, given the situation we are in right now. But he did, you know, spell out, um, you know, all the dangers of of Mr. Putin. Um, But this is the guy. I mean, Mr. Trump has put tariffs on our country uh, because we're apparently a security threat. And then he goes and cuddles up beside Mr. Putin
0: and yeah, so, it's, it's, yeah, it, it, it's it's disturbing in the extreme. He he enjoys sitting down with North Korea's dictator and paying him compliments. I mean, I think we're all glad that there was some attempt to bring peace to the Korean Peninsula. But you don't have to pile on the slavish uh, admiration of a guy who uh, you know blows his own relatives mm-hmm. uh, apart with anti aircraft guns. Uh, and similarly with Putin, um, this is someone who murders his political enemies at home and abroad, who's annexed part of a European country by force, uh, and Trump uh, treats him like uh, an uncle, uh, while 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 declaring the European Union his foe and Canada a national security risk. Yeah. I mean, it it, it, w- it would be absurd and hilarious if the consequences weren't potentially so dire. Um, you know, I think we all see shortcomings in the global trade regime. I think we all see that there was unfairness in the relationship between China and the United States and, and other partners. Uh, but there are ways of dealing with these things without pulling the whole structure apart. And we have to get back to uh, communicating what we know to be true, which is that without trade, uh, we would all be a lot poorer and the world would be moving backwards. The last time the international trading system collapsed and protectionism flourished, we had a world war.
2: Yeah. Well, so what does, Mr. Trudeau, what does this mean for Canada, for other NATO um, uh, countries? I mean, the long and short of it, I think, is people wonder, what does this mean for Canada?
0: We have to get together with Americans uh, who want to lead when trump is un- has made the presidency unavailable for that role, and with Europeans and Asians who believe in democracy trade and uh, a, a, a fair a, and um, a fair future of opportunity for all of us. Uh, we have the opportunity to with this uncertainty in North America to be the bridge uh, to Europe and Asia that ensures North America continues to integrate, welcome investment and immigrants, uh, and send its exports to those huge growing markets. The U.S. economy is strong right now, but uh, parts of Europe and, and Asia are growing faster, and this is an opportunity for Canada if we're willing to seize it. But to do that, we have to be able to get our products to market. We mm. need pipelines. We need uh, a tax regime that is competitive. We need uh, uh, to protect investments, not chase them away. And, and that's going to require, you know, if we're going to get back to that rule, this government's going to have to change course to some extent. And I think they'll get incentives to do so from the new provincial governments that are much more business-oriented, at least uh the most recent ones to be elected than than we see at the federal level right now.
2: Yeah. I think what you're saying is we need some real leadership and that's tough to find these days. I've got to leave it there. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it.
0: Alex, my pleasure. All the best.
2: That is Chris Alexander joining us on Point here on Global News Radio.